0: Episode number eight of Knockout Ginger with Robin Van Rijn. He's a great Dutch drummer. Uh, I've been playing with him a bunch during my time here, um, and we get into some shit and some symbols. It's a short one, but it's a good one. Email me at knockoutginger at gmail.com and F all the haters. <laughs> your english is better than mine
1: but yeah many people leave but it's also it's a tiny country with still shitload of musicians that all want to play so sometimes it's difficult to to play and i think it's more frustrating if it's also all your music uh, because i'm mostly a sideman playing with other people's projects and i'm not doing all the hard work with booking it all the time all right i have to just go somewhere and do it
0: do you think this scene is at a is it like a an up or a down swing right now do you think it's hard
1: to tell because for me it's up yeah like for me it's like I think I play more every year um they do say economic crisis is over all these kind of things more people maybe spend money on on like bands again mm-hmm I don't think it's as in the culture as it like in the states. I don't know. Maybe also in Canada, where people always like uh, maybe rent wedding bands or all these things. Um, because here is a big DJ culture, <laughs> so people prefer to rent a DJ, which is way cheaper than renting a band most of the time. Right. But that's only for like wedding stuff. But yeah. there's a a lot of festivals here. There, so, yeah,
0: there's a ton. Yeah. It's kind of.
1: Every weekend, there's festivals almost everywhere. So, if you play music that is appropriate for festivals, then you will play a lot. Then there's also a lot of jazz festivals, but sometimes it's harder to get in those because uh, they're not all that big. Plus, uh, I feel like they're booking the same people. Like, yes. Yes. The problem with jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so once you get in that circle, or maybe you release something, or you play with someone who's a bit uh, more famous or whatever, then suddenly the ball gets rolling, and is that a saying in English?
0: Yeah. You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So when you're playing festivals, you play with Umeme?
1: Yeah, or, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, right now, yeah, I'm also in a pop band, Barrel N, that's playing more like pop festivals.
0: How do, you, how do you spell that? B-E-R-Y-L. Oh. And
1: an N. Bar- bar- like the stone barrel? sort
0: of the thing? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's not like a, a barrel, B-A-R-R-A-L. Yeah. yeah. I think you pronounce it the same, so that's, that's tricky. Um,
0: I think I asked you yesterday when we had a failed car podcast... If you could hear the difference between um, cities in this yeah. area. People from different cities. Yeah.
1: Then I said yes. But I don't know. It's just with some people. Yeah. Just right. with some people. And, and Yeah.
0: Definitely a generalization. Yeah.
1: It's not uh, with everyone, of course. Just there's sometimes people that... <clears throat> copied their teacher so much that you can immediately tell like oh they studied there or like oh they that right symbol sounds a bit like Erik Ineke that's definitely the Hague or like uh he uh he moves his head like uh his drum teacher in Rotterdam <laughs> right that was the thing like I remember a lot of uh uh students uh that were uh studying drums in Rotterdam there's this great drummer, Hans von Oster, out there. And um, he sometimes had this move that he would like hit a cymbal, but then stop a little bit, you know, like delay it a bit and then hit it. And then I remember going to a session and I would just see three drummers in a row do the same move.
0: <laughs> what do you mean, like before or after uh, the hit? Or delay the hit in general.
1: Yeah, just like you know, their their arm is ready to hit the symbol, yeah. and let's say uh, you would hit like it's gonna happen on the on the fore end or something, and then they they stop and they open their mouth and they're like ah, and then they hit it later right. or something. Yeah, and I always felt like uh, that was a clear thing of the, that what my teacher was doing all the time.
0: I feel like that's a Brian Blade thing, also.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe it's all from Brian Blade. That could be. <laughs> Uh he does it with a smile yeah
0: <laughs> if you had a if you had to make a list of like five or ten drummers from Holland that you think are like the the drummers that other people should all know, who would that be?
1: Wow um good one. 10 is a lot though yeah well one of my teachers uh always made a big impact on me martin fink um he's just like great all round drummer you can put him anywhere he plays with metropole brussels jazz orchestra but also Lara, laura laura Movela or mm-hmm. something like pop stuff and it always sounds good but he always plays what's needed yeah you know like uh uh, but then he also plays in a in a rock band, like now one of the biggest uh, rock singers of Holland. And it also sounds great. So I always like that if people are super versatile. Yeah. And then there's a couple of jazz guys that I think always sound great. Uh Joost Patoka. Um, can I pause. <laughs> <laughs> um well, then there's young guys as well. Is oh, it tricky, huh? I should make a list. Uh, Erik Iniké. he's the older generation mm-hmm. but it's like <clears throat> i think i enjoy listening to him even more now now uh b- because when I, there was a period that i was younger i was like he always hits his cymbal so loud and everything is just like uh push swinging yeah. but now when i listen to it i really enjoy it because it's such a clear style it's you can immediately hear it's him mm-hmm. and it does work it does swing and it's yeah it's still a joy to listen to him um and it's not you know maybe when i was younger i only looked at people i want to sound like him right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now i just listen to i mean if i enjoy it doesn't mean that i want to sound the same i just enjoy it um who else there must be so many people uh
0: who are your biggest influences, just in general? Um, yeah, it's
1: always different times. Now I do listen to the young guys a lot, the young young lions. Yeah, <laughs> um, like Justin Brown, Marcus Gilmore. Uh, uh, there's this young guy, Jeremy Dutton. Uh, Big fan. Yeah, I really uh, really enjoy his playing.
0: Um, crack wine rip. Uh, Jeremy and I were at at the same time. Ah, cool. So I played with him here and there a couple times.
1: Yeah, I've never met him. I actually mostly know him from recordings. And I don't know. Again, he has a sound that are like, it's easy to identify. It's Mm -hmm. like um, very fresh, very modern. Um, You know, and it's like the basic answer and I think for almost every jazz drummer, of course, all the old heroes inspired you know that's what you listen to all the time and still every time you hear it you're like oh shit how's that it's still great (laughs) yeah i did my research on billy higgins uh, my uh my masters um on mostly about his uh, ornette coleman period also because i want to get a bit more into that scene that free scene check it out and maybe understand it better Mm -hmm. and that time i lived in copenhagen and i was playing free a lot and yeah, i enjoyed like you know like drummers like Paul motion they're just so amazing that they just, just like what i enjoyed with brian blade they they play so musical because they give so much space to everyone as well like they make make everything sound great mm-hmm. just like every hit counts in a way
0: so you live in you just said you lived in copenhagen yeah when was that Mm 2013 yeah,
1: that was part of my master's. I, uh, I did the European master, and then you can go to different schools. So my home school was but... Oh, uh, is this
0: the... Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. That's uh, Copenhagen and then Berlin. Right, yeah, yeah. But I also could have gone to Paris or Trondheim,
0: yeah. Norway. I didn't realize you did that. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's a really nice study. It's like you, you can choose either during the master's, I feel like, the path going to the States going to because the school here has a program with me and maybe also yeah mm-hmm. for sure and now also los angeles and um but not when i was there maybe i would have picked los angeles then i don't know <laughs> um but i don't know it very well um but then i i wanted to travel for sure and then this program sounded really cool and i thought it's, Europe is small so you can if you have nice projects in Holland you can keep, keep doing it because you can really easily just fly back and forth or even take a train
0: right yeah
1: and I think it was yeah perfect for me to be out of Holland for a bit see what else is there different perspectives different scenes um, yeah it was, was good for me there's a lot of freedom uh, in school there else also tons of like free jazz musicians and it was like you know um and then it was just very good like Mm -hmm. clearly they knew what they were doing (laughs) and for me that was kind of new so for me it was really a good place but then there's also amazing traditional musicians it's not that it's all like that you know it's like you go to a jam session you would also hear standards Mm -hmm. but um it sounded really fresh i liked how you could kind of feel a scandinavian scene or whatever like just like in europe you you clearly have maybe here holland and germany is quite close to each other so we'll connect maybe sooner or or france you i mean it's hard to get in that scene but you still can go there somewhere sometimes uh, it's close or spain then england is clearly an island um minding their own business <laughs> <laughs> And um, and then Scandinavia for me is also a little bit of a thing. And I don't know if I ever did a part of it, but I remember when I went to study in Copenhagen, everybody in that school, almost everybody was Scandinavian, was either from Norway or Sweden or uh, uh, Denmark. And a couple of Polish guys I remember, but now I think it's full of international people. Mm. So maybe also, I think more and more people got to hear how amazing the school is and, and the city you just get a a huge amount of freedom which I think is good if you're ready for that and you really know what you want but if you're maybe like a beginner beginning to study when you're 18 or whatever or um, yeah or or older but still you really need to know what you want (coughs) otherwise I think the amount of freedom is is just a bit overwhelming Mm -hmm. because I think you can just pick every semester you could pick kind of like a thing you would want to work on um and then you could pick kind of teachers and they didn't always have to be from the school. You could also say like, hey, Jakob Bro lives here. So I want to, uh, if it's possible, take some classes with him. And then if, if Jakob Bro would say, yeah, I'm then and then I'm in town, we could do it. Mm-hmm. Then the school would pay for it and then it would happen. So that was quite nice.
0: Yeah, that's similar to how school yeah. kind of functions. And yeah. I think I maybe was a, that was, I was... I got there when I was 23, I think, mm-hmm. and I was still, I think, a little too much freedom, too soon. Yeah, streamed.
1: yeah. I think so. it's good to have someone in the beginning to just tell you, like, practice your rudiments, do this, listen to this, transcribe this solo. Yeah, and uh, when you really know what you want. But I think also in the audition, I think when I was there, they were kind of in a, in a transformation phase, like they were more accepting people that really you know like kind of they would say artists that really want to make their own music and really knew what they want and mm-hmm. help them with that so it's a different kind of school then but uh yeah i i enjoyed it there it it's uh it it's very similar to amsterdam how it architecture wise as well which mm-hmm. is funny and um some things with with how people are culture wise and um But maybe because I'm Dutch, it felt that Amsterdam is maybe um, had more to offer for me. But probably just because I'm Dutch and Mm -hmm. it's easier to see what's where and
0: who's where. There's that element of like, there's often gigs where you're from. Yeah. yeah, And you can see like a clearer path when you go home or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it did go pretty quickly because with the you only stay in a city for for one semester but then in the end of the semester I was playing a lot mm. So also people were very chill like because there weren't that many fixed ensembles in the school so people would just like hey do you want to play and would almost play every day in, in school make up your own ensembles or just like a piano player say like yeah I just want to play songs from this guy or a different guy yeah, I wrote some songs can we try it out or one dude saying like yeah, I want to play some free stuff so more like people taking initiative to, to do it and in Amsterdam you have so many ensembles that of course you do sessions and you make up your thing but you're already so busy with all the stuff yeah. you have to do for school that sometimes you're like no I'm I'm fried yeah. I gotta go I gotta go
0: right yeah, yeah. that's a very yeah I guess it's a kind of a good thing also yeah depends
1: yeah depends what phase you are in yeah
0: I can't figure out the years so so by the time you hooked up with Allison, yeah. you were already done. Yeah. I see.
1: I think she came when I finished.
0: Right. Yeah. So I thought you guys were in school together. No. Ah.
1: But because I never lived in Amsterdam until I actually finished, for me, it was still kind of like going to sessions, meeting people, and uh, right
0: was still a new city mm-hmm. for me.
1: So yeah, kind of because of that.
0: What kind of things do you have coming up
1: um so i'm in a kind of live dance techno (laughs) african (laughs) uh group Mm -hmm. where we play um with kind of electronic drums I'm, i'm experimenting a lot with electronics right now and um a bit influenced by this guy no what's his name again zach dansker yeah uh so yeah, started buying a bunch of triggers and everything and then trying it out. But then I um a group that already exists for years picked me up uh, when their drummer was leaving. So now I'm doing that group. It's called Umeme. Mm-hmm. We're playing a lot of festivals now and we're uh working on a new album. And uh it's uh drums, uh percussion, mostly African percussion, and um like analog synthesizers put together nice. and uh since it's now festival season are playing a lot with that um I think that's mostly this summer then in the end of this summer like in August I'm going to Cyprus to record with uh, a trio a piano player from their uh moto trio <laughs> they called it mm-hmm. and um it's nice it's um I don't know how to transcribe how how to pick a genre it's, it's jazz with a groove mm-hmm. um what's the guys name right, now versus now
0: jason linder yeah exactly
1: that it for me and i told them as well like yeah this reminds me a little bit a little bit of that trio but maybe because it's the setting um you know synthesizer electric bass drums mm. jazz with kicks grooves weird time signatures but they were like no not not at all so right. <laughs> maybe it's not good if i say <laughs> that but yeah so i'm doing that um Playing with two pop groups that are doing quite well, barrel and. Um but we're playing again like autumn starting. Got into kind of a tour situation. Organized tour. Um another nice pop band Tigre. And what else am I doing? That's it. And then a couple of jazz ensembles. Nice. Yeah. Enough to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. And then I started the drum school here. Um, which now is under construction so <laughs> so now I can't teach, so that's probably gonna continue in September. But that's good. I just started that um because I got a student from someone and now it's completely full with students. So that's
0: nice. Is it hard to get students?
1: Or um you- No. No. <laughs> Maybe at the beginning mm-hmm. and then once Uh, you're doing an okay job. I think people start talking. Now I organize uh, concerts for them. Mm -hmm. And I think then when people see that, I did it this year um, and yeah, I got a lot of emails. And also just, I wanted to, I have three days maybe of teaching and it's always in the afternoon, evening. It's never the whole day because people have jobs and school. So um, it's quite easy to, combine and i feel like if it's your own place you know i got all my books i got all my my stuff ready it's very easy to to teach one-on-one mm-hmm. you just follow up what what somebody's working on and give them extra stuff and uh yeah and i'm quite lucky with the students thing that nice people
0: <laughs> and motivated uh, do you like teaching is it something that you like you see yourself doing for a long time Or is it more like a monetary? Well, that's also a thing. Yeah.
1: It's nice to have a stable thing because of that. Um, I don't know. I like it a lot now. It's now sometimes a bit hard to combine because now this period is really busy. And then you kind of feel bad if you have to say like for a month you're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I do enjoy it. But now I do it like three days and it feels uh, enough. <laughs> it's still pretty exhausting if you like. I have one day that I teach from one till nine, and um, that's a lot. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, you're fried. And um, yeah, so but I I could even see this because if it keeps growing, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask someone to join me. That that could be a thing as well. It becomes a company.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was the last thing you listened to? Hmm
1: Shrek is love <laughs> <laughs> Nice Yeah Giant steps to the castle okay. Yeah Big uh, Jacob Mann fan I don't know much I'm not sure if it's his band though but it sounds like a typical project he would do
0: I don't know much about him at all
1: Yeah but you know Noer and he, yeah. p- he plays with Noah. so yeah Think it's a guy who just, yeah, does whatever he feels like. Maybe the same kind of thing as Louis Cole. There, it's it's good music, but there's also a big uh, chunk of humor in it, which I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I have a hard time with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, like I don't. They're obviously like insane musicians, mm-hmm. incredibly talented, but I have a hard time listening to humorous music hmm. i think it's even harder to do yeah i don't know like it it's uh i've tried a bunch of times like i'm, I'm on their team mm-hmm. i want to like them yeah but something about the humor yeah i don't know i mean i like comedy i like good music <laughs> why not combine but, but <laughs> together i just can't yeah, well, not everything is good, of course. Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah. And a lot of people that I like also like them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm the one that's probably incorrect. Hmm. But...
1: Well, but sometimes you have it a band because they're so liked or you like stuff of them that everything that will come out after you have to think this is great because this is from them. Mm. But uh yeah i wouldn't say i like everything but i've been like a knower fan for well i don't know i saw first youtube video maybe seven years ago or something yeah rem- they came to amsterdam once just uh when they were still just uh, the two of them i think there were like 20 people in the audience, <laughs> which was super weird
0: yeah and um and they were amazing uh I remember the first—the first thing I saw of theirs was the Britney Spears video. Oh yeah, yeah. they do Toxic or something. Yeah, I think yeah with Tim Lefave. Yeah. Yeah, like, but that, that period. Yeah, I loved a lot. That's that's before I lost interest. Yeah, like when that happened, I was pretty in, into it. Hmm. And then a couple more videos came out.
1: I mean a yeah, time traveler these these songs then I don't know of course it's also just an amazing drummer amazing musicians playing so Oh yeah you're 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 like laughing and then like oh but this is great
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm also in a phase right now where i think like if i hear someone or if i hear music and the first things that i think are wow these people are are good Mm -hmm. i just don't want to hear it right now (laughs) (laughs) like if the first thing is i hear how talented they are instead of like how beautiful beautiful or how intense the music or something is yeah if i hear their if i hear their skill before their emotion yeah at this moment i'm not i'm less excited but i've also i go through phases like sometimes all i want to hear is people who are extremely talented, extremely talented shredding yeah i don't know
1: but it's a different thing all these nowhere stuff you mostly watch on youtube with a video and it's completely different than if you just listen to it mm-hmm. but um i remember like also long ago they had a song called trust the light super short and it was just like beautiful mm-hmm. nice with cellos and whatever I was like, well, this is this is also something they can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I don't know. Listen to so many different things mm. that brings different feelings. Yeah.
0: Like the first time just to, as an example, the the first few times I heard Chris Dave play, mm-hmm. I I honestly wasn't sure if he was good at the drums. <laughs> like the first couple times. And yeah. like that is And I really liked the music, but I couldn't figure out if he was good at the drums or not. And that was like, that was huge for me.
1: Was that with Robert Glasper? Uh.
0: Glasper Trio. And he was doing that like, I guess that stuff that he kind of got from Dilla or whatever. Ripping
1: modulation stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was like, this guy maybe, like I didn't know enough (laughs) to know that. Is he bluffing? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know enough to know how heavy he really is yeah and he was doing all that wacky stuff and i was like this is fucking awesome
1: yeah i think with chris drave because he he was so hyped at a certain point you know like a lot of drummers here suddenly had four snares playing and uh then then i lose interest because you know he's he's too too many people copy him and then it's like "Mm, yeah let let him do it (laughs) and um and then I haven't heard him for a while and then I went to D'Angelo when like out of nowhere D'Angelo started playing again and that was amazing um, I think then the next thing I heard was Drumheads mm-hmm. and I think that could be a thing more where it's one of these bands that you're just like wow they're amazingly talented but uh, this is not what I'm feeling right now Yeah, I don't know Or maybe it was the situation was at a festival Um but then with D'Angelo it was amazing and then I think with Robert Glasper experiment I've seen him once that was also amazing mm-hmm. um, but that's also a thing like maybe I lost interest, interest for a little bit and then a couple of years later I saw him again and then again I was like holy shit right yeah but I think that happens also in school like somebody suddenly is like the next thing mm-hmm. and then everybody wants to be him
0: yeah and then- it's like the one of the curses of being great yeah <laughs> people almost forget how great you are because you're just surrounded by people who are imitating. Yeah. Maybe um, that's I uh, am. Uh, I've gone through that with like with Bill Frizzell. Yeah. A bunch of guitar. I I love Bill Frizzell, and then like while I was in school, especially, mm-hmm. I was kind of bored with it for a second because everyone around me was imitating him, <laughs> and then I heard him play. Live. And I just had this rush of like... Yeah. Bill Frizzell, of this is the real. <laughs> this, this is the real is a, thing. <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah. Are you a Bill, Bill Frizzell fan?
1: Yeah. I saw him last year at North Sea. Who is he? Was he here with his trio? No. Um He was there um in duo with a saxophone player. And I forgot his name their time on this podcast for googling
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it happens almost every episode i think yeah
1: (laughs) people check (laughs) checking everything um john sermon could that be
0: Hmm. yeah i think john sermon john sermon
1: yeah
0: could i use your washroom bathroom (laughs) what do people call it here I bathroom,
1: what, bathroom, I think. washroom sounds nice too. But then I would think of the laundry room. Yeah,
0: I never know what to say. it's So confusing, <laughs> back and forth between Canada and the U.S. In Canada, you say washroom. Washroom, uh, America. I don't know. I feel like I just pick the wrong one. <laughs> I always pick the wrong word depending <laughs> on where I am. What are your symbols?
1: Um, the bad thing is with one of my symbols, I don't know, <laughs> I got the, I, I traded it with uh, a symbol of mine with Martijn Fink mm. and, um, I know it's an old Istanbul that got rehammered by, uh, a guy in Belgium and... that's why it's shitty that i don't i can't remember he's i i mean he's he's amazing but i only have this symbol from him and uh but uh he committed suicide a couple years ago i think this uh belgian drummer drey pomart has most of his symbols Hmm. um and
0: that's really dark but it's also cool that you have something that he made i still have one Yeah, Yeah. yeah
1: for sure it was always my fear that uh, my old drum teacher would say, like, okay, I want it back. Right. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, no, <laughs> I care about it too much now. And the rest is uh, Istanbul's is mostly, just jazz, right? Uh, um Thing is, I was never a huge, like, uh, gear slut also. Mm-hmm. Like, I always just used the same drums for everything. Uh, maybe also because of finance. And then... Uh, now I sometimes have phases where I just like really have to say to myself, "Stop doing that." Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, with like snare drums, only about three snare drums in the, in a month. <laughs> I was like, "This, wait." Yeah. Did, and then I say in my head, "But you really need them." <laughs> and right. then I'm like, "But do you?" Um, and uh, yeah, I got one one cymbal uh, I picked up in uh, in New York. That really famous shop, big. What's Steve it Maxwell's. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I got in there, there was Brian Blade. They're checking symbols, so I was like, "Wow." i'm in new york yeah <laughs> if i walk in a place brian blade will be there checking symbols yeah. and i think he was playing with uh Chick Corea electric band that night mm-hmm. so i felt like he was asking like do you have any symbols that match that stuff because i think dave Weckl was on that but then he got like uh, a little like injury and then couldn't do all the gigs because i think it was like two weeks of Chick Corea electric yeah. band and um so I was in like one of the cabins and then next to me was Brian Blade in <laughs> one of the cabins and I was, was if I was like if I see Brian Blade interested in one, I'll just take it. <laughs> without without checking it out. Yeah. But then yeah, there were symbols that maybe were like fifteen hundred dollars and then there was this one symbol that I, I played on, I was like, This sounds great. I mean keep keep this on the stand and then try out and I think for like one hour and a half I kept putting different symbols on a different stand mm. and kept, kept like uh, trying them out and then I was like shit this! I think this is a great cymbal yeah. and I still use that a lot that's nice. the one with the rivets
0: it's a, it's a paste I love cymbals so much every time I would when I was in New York and I would just like hear people talking about going to Steve Maxwell's my drummer friends I would just like Go with them and <laughs> listen to them play all the cymbals. Yeah. Uh, it's dangerous. Yeah, I love... There's nothing better than playing with a good drummer who has cymbals that hide the things that I don't like about my playing. <laughs> it's just magic. So you don't want the super
1: dry <laughs> dry cymbals. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, do you know this guy that's making custom symbols in New York or not I don't know if he's making his own symbols or if he's rehammering symbols Jesse something
1: I've heard of him I, I think I know someone that bought one there um, and then he was trying to sell it here for a lot of money to students which probably he managed <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's it was so funny I was I was at this event uh, I was like kind of stage helping set up gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know how like we're always talking about musicians are always talking about gear, like yeah, and drummers are always talking about cymbals. And I was standing behind the kit, and uh Peter Erskine was taking his cymbals off, and Joey Baron was putting his cymbals up. And in between, as they were they were roughly talking, they they mentioned they were talking about how this this new kid making cymbals, and I was like. <laughs> Wow! This never ends.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> always can, be someone. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can play whatever you want. You can have all the options in the world, but you're always still looking for something. Looking for the new thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know some people that you go into their practice place, and it's it's like a shop. Yeah, it's insane. Like some studio guys I know, they have 15 snares, and uh, and just endless amount of cymbals, and that was really annoying. There was a shop in uh, in Amsterdam that closed and they they had great symbols but i always had the feeling that the really good ones were always picked up by someone else mm. like were picked up by my teacher uh, there's this great teacher uh, drummer marcel savires somehow i wasn't in that shop often but still if i would go he was there and talking with the owners and maybe the owner would give him like three symbols or four to try out at gigs and then he would pick the best one so I always felt like, okay, the best ones are always <laughs> gone because <laughs> like, I think he also got like phone calls from them and maybe because he would always buy them, <laughs> right? like that they were like, he's a great, he, he keeps buying them. But, um, yeah, it stopped me actually from going there because I was like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love it if it's like custom made and there's now also a guy in Copenhagen doing it that I've been thinking about ordering one from his, from him. Maybe also because if in the beginning they're not as expensive yet because they want to make a name. And it's hard because I, I don't really feel like going to Copenhagen. But then even on the videos you can tell like, wow, that's a great Hyatt. Yeah. Or that's a great symbol.
0: One of the nice things about Allison moving back to America. Is nothing. Is that you can come play with us now
1: oh yeah that's true we can come visit we could do toronto
0: or we could do canada america gigs
1: yeah i've never been to canada it seems too big
0: <laughs> it's too big yeah everything's too far apart it's a big problem
1: but there must be a lot of dutch farmers there
0: yeah, but I only know this because you told me.
1: Yeah, that's not yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I can really relate to them anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to come. That would be great. If I talked in, into the microphone correctly. <laughs> <laughs>